I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor. If you have a laser device for training and you want to take it to the next level, or if you're looking to get into using a laser device for training, check out the products at laserapp.com. L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com. You can use code CSP2021 for 15% off the items you've selected. And thanks for checking them out. Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast, your premier podcast for the casual shooter. This week you have me, you have Dave, and you have Huggy. Hey. This week's guest comes to us by way of Utah. Welcome world champion three-gunner and reigning women's limited division two-gun national champion, Linda Turnbull to the show. How you doing, Linda? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing quite well. Glad you could make it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being on. If you would, (laughs) if you would take a, take a little bit and introduce yourself real quick. Yeah. um, My name is Linda Turnbull. I'm 23 years old. I'm a pro shooter. I shoot for a variety of companies, but mainly I shoot for Terran Tactical Innovations, Limcat Custom and Montana Gold Bullets, uh, Superbell Ammo. Those are my main sponsors. And then I've been shooting for 10 years. I started when I was 13. Um, my dad got me into it and I've been, I've been shooting ever since. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that, that helps lead into a bunch of my questions after we get <laughs> through our first five. Have you ever heard our listen to any of the podcast episodes before? I've listened to a couple. Yes. Okay. So you know we're going to surprise you with five questions right off the yeah. bat. <laughs> okay. So, so she's, she's had time to study. That's what I mean. She's like, she's, <laughs> like, let me, she's like, let me go find a book. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Then you know we like to ask questions to get to know our guest. The first one being, what's your favorite movie? This is actually kind of a hard one for me, but since it's the holidays, I'm going to say Step Brothers. <laughs> Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say Elf. No, no, no. (laughs) Elf is pretty good too, but I like Step Brothers. Elf is pretty good. Step Brothers is hysterical. It's very good. (laughs) Okay. Your favorite book? Uh, My favorite book recently, I've, I've read it about three times in the last just couple months, and it's called Relentless by Tim Grover. Um, it's a mentality book. It's uh, so Tim Grover. He was a mental coach for uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, like all the big NBA players. And he wrote a book called Relentless, and it's it's a fantastic book. I really like it. Wow, a lot of insights then into them. It's about about a lot of like mental, you know, like when you're a champion, like your mental game. And it, it's really helped me with my mental game in the shooting world. So I really that's like why, that book, and I, I recommend it to all the shooters. That's why you're a champion. You have to check yeah, that it, out. Yeah, it really helped me. It really helped me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess, I'm a, I, guess I need to read it. Yeah, read uh, it. <laughs> it's really good. Now, did, did he ever talk about, uh, or does he talk about, I, I look at Michael Jordan as being unique. Because yeah. Michael, Michael Jordan and I are almost the same age. So I saw Mike, he's a little older than me, but I saw him 
when he was in college, I saw him as a freshman at UNC oh, wow. hit the game winning shot against Georgetown in the national championship. So he's a yeah. freshman. Here's this kid, yeah. 18, 19 years old, and already he has that ability to put pressure aside and sink a shot that most people wouldn't, you know, but the pressure would have gotten to him. Right. So does, yeah, he, does he ever? He, he talks about the, the younger NBA players, like before they came into the NBA, like high school playing. And I, I believe he talks about Michael Jordan, Jordan during that time um, and Kobe Bryant and just... Uh, he talks about a lot of different NBA players and um, from high school to where they're at now. And um, it's pretty cool. I bet I'm going to have to get that book now. I'm definitely going to have to read that. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. All right, Huggy, hit her up with your favorite question. All right. And you know what this one's going to probably be, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is good then. So who is your favorite superhero? Oh, my favorite superhero. Uh, oh, man, I can't even say. I think maybe Captain America. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, it's just kind of common, you know, Captain America. Yeah, there you Very go. Very patriotic. No yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman's pretty great, too. <laughs> but okay. Captain America, you know, he's... I've seen Captain America, you know, so it's... he's. I would say Captain okay. I mean, being a champion, you could be Captain America. You could do whatever you want, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So I've noticed you shoot a lot of different things. What's your favorite gun and which caliber is your favorite? Can I have a couple favorites? Yep. Uh, so, absolutely. So I like a nine millimeter. I think that's a great round um, for, for an open gun. Like I, my favorite gun is a 2011 or 1911 frame and then and 38 super comp for open. I, I brought my 38s actually right here. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What's the optic uh, on there? This is an RTS two. Okay. 38, 38 super comp Limcat custom RTS two super light trigger. And then this one, pretty much identical but this one is the romeo 3 max site now how do you like that the romeo 3 i like the romeo 3 over the rts2 so any particular reason uh the window it's a little it's a little bit bigger the it seems to be a more reliable the battery is easier to change um i've okay. had pro i've had the rts2 come like just the dot turn off on me before couple times during oh, wow. a match and yeah that's just no bueno yeah that's uh not not good that's yeah yeah, yeah never a good the, time for the battery to turn off yeah. the six hour romeo 3 max seems to be pretty solid so okay i've i've got I the broke one yet oh that's good i've got the <laughs> sro and i love the size of that big round window so i know what you're talking yeah. about yeah i run the sro on my my rifle for my 45 degree mount so that's okay. I like that for that. Okay. So you like the nine and the 38 super comp and your limb cats. Yeah. I like the, I like any 2011. Um, not, I guess not anyone, but it's just a custom, a custom 2011. That's really my passion. Um, and then I also mm -hmm. like AR 15s, you know, just a two, two, three rifle. So much fun. It's, 
it's like a race car that you can just tune. You can just change out anything. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you literally can tune it too. Yeah, just change out everything on it and make it your own. Yep. You can alter the gas flow, everything. Yeah. So that, that brings us to our other question, our last one, which is, now you list your hobbies as gunsmithing and machining, but I also saw that a year ago you posted something that you were actually going to school to be a machinist. Yes. So how much of those two are your actual hobbies and how much do you, are you actually getting into for, I don't want to say for work, but for more yeah. than just as a hobbyist. So, so I, what got me into machining was, uh, I would go to Limcat, Johnny Lim shop, Limcat custom and just watch him build these 2011s. And Johnny's been sponsoring me for nine years, eight years. And I would always just go there and watch him build these guns on these machines that I'd, I didn't know anything about. And then I, I moved to St. George, Utah to pursue my shooting career as a teacher, firearms instructor. And I, uh, they had a program here, Dixie Technical College had a program here for CNC machining. And I, I'm like, oh, that's a great opportunity to learn <laughs> to machine. So I, I went to the school and I graduated at the beginning of this year. Um, and I did it to learn more gunsmithing and to actually start building my own 2011s and 1911s. Okay. So I, yeah. So have you have you built any for yourself? No, I've started I've started a build, um, but I I don't run them myself. No, I run my for my uh, pistols. I run my limb cats, and then for my three gun stuff, I run for Terran Tactical Rifles and um, the Combat Master. Okay, but it's in the future. Like it's it's definitely probably something that's going to happen. Running my own guns. Okay. Now, so you said a couple of things I want to touch on. You said you're, you're a firearms instructor. Yes. So when you're out teaching, what are you carrying and using to teach with? I, it really depends what class I'm teaching. If it's just a pistol class, you know, I, I take my Glock 34, or I'll take a CZ, something that shooters have seen before. You know, I'm not taking my 38 Super Comp race gun out. <laughs> unless I'm teaching an open class, you know, or if it's a PCC class and I'm teaching with Max, um, we'll shoot our PCCs at that, at that class. But usually it's just a stock, you know, Glock or a, a CZ, an XDM, like something, just nothing too fancy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Normal stuff. So where did you move from when, and you don't have to give specifics, but when yeah. you moved to St. George, where did you move from? Uh, Reno, Nevada. Oh, okay. So not yeah, too far of a move, but no, not too far. That's so a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which do you prefer better, Reno or St. George? Uh there it's so hard to tell. Like uh summertime, Reno. Okay. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, St. George, it's really growing on me. So Okay. Before you know, so because Reno has Lake Tahoe right there next to it. And that's mm -hmm. nothing beats that. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, we have Zion right here too, which is really nice. Uh, how far are you from there? About 45 minutes to Zion. Okay. 
All right. So have you gone up there and done some hiking, four-wheeling, that type of stuff? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go there and like do some hiking. Uh, not really summertime because there's there's a lot of people that come through, but you know, and right it's now a million it's degrees. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But right now it's perfect. You know, fall, it's really pretty there this time of year. What's, what's the weather like there, like this week? What are your highs and lows? You know, it, it was just storming last night. So right now it's like 35 degrees, but now the sun is shining. So it warms up to like 55 and by noon. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. This time of year we get a lot of thunderstorms and rain, which is good. Oh, okay. It's a summertime that it's dry and dusty and windy and yeah, sandstorms. Yeah. I, I lived in a, as a kid, I lived in a desert in California. My dad was in the Marines and we lived okay. in 29, 29 Palms, which was literally a desert or is a desert. So I understand sandstorms. So I, I, right. I, I do not care for sand. I don't know that I could deal with St. George and all the, the yeah, blowing sand and all it. that. Yeah. Like you find it in your house? Oh, yeah. yeah. My dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm going to revert. I was going to wait towards the end to ask these questions. But since we're talking about uh, geography here, I'm a, I'm a huge geology lover. And do you ever hike the volcanoes near you? I have not. No. I no? Didn't, I didn't realize there was volcanoes around me. You didn't know you're like surrounded by three super volcanoes? No. What What are the volcanoes? Well, you've got the, um, shoot, what's the one? There's one like 20 minutes from you. Hold on a second. Uh, well, I know there's Gunlock. Is that a volcano? Well, that is, yep. Santa okay. Clara Volcanic Fields. 20 minutes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I like live on that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. No, yeah, it's like right but, next. Okay. But you've got, obviously, you've got Yellowstone. Right, you right. You know about that one. California yeah. has one. It's uh, the Long Valley Caldera. And then you have one south of you in New Mexico, which is the Valles Caldera. Okay. So you yeah, literally never... have one north, one south, and one west of you. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've been to Yellowstone multiple times, but the other ones, no. Okay. That would be, so, be neat to you've, hike, though. So you've been to the one in the Santa Clara? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. You didn't know it was a volcano? No, I didn't know. Like they, they don't have any like signs up or anything. I didn't, I didn't That's know crazy. that was a volcano. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I That's mountain crazy. bike that. <laughs> so oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool. All right. Now onto the real stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, so you was 13 when you first shot a gun? Yes. Yes. I was, I was, uh, yes. 13, either 12 or 13. When I very first shot a gun. And what was it? What did you shoot? It was an AR 15. Oh. Um, it was, it was my dad's and yeah, he just took me to the gun range and that's, that's what I shot very first time. And it was, I was addicted <laughs> ever since. Um, oh, okay. That's usually yeah. what happens. <laughs> yep. yep. It's like, so, Dad, can we do it again? Do it again. Yeah. Uh, honey, 
It's okay, you know. Let's take I, a break. Yeah. No, no, Dad, I want to do it again. Yeah. The good thing <laughs> yeah, is back it, then. It was the, like he was just handing me magazines after mag. Like here you go. Oh, there you Eventually, go. Eventually, he's like, "You're shooting all my ammo." <laughs> you were twenty-two. Well, at, least, <laughs> at least back then, the ammo was more reasonably priced. Yeah, that's true. And readily uh, available. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can get it at Walmart. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so how do you go from shooting your first gun, an AR-15 at 13, to competing? So it it happened really fast, actually. Like um, my dad, he he had shot one match, and he what gun? What he had an XDM is what he was shooting with at a USPSA match in Elko, Nevada. It's just tiny little town in Nevada. Um, and he took me to his mat, a match with him, just one match. And I watched him shoot. And, and I told him like, dad, like, I want to try this, you know, and, and him and I, we went to the range a couple times and, uh, learned safety. We, I just was learning how to shoot a gun, really stance grip. He, he taught me everything he knew. And then he just threw me right into competition and, it kills me to watch the video, my fir very first videos. It, like, I was really slow. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, I think most people are, especially the age, especially young, you know, yeah. not knowing what they're doing. So yeah, um, it was, it was a lot of fun though. I started it with my dad. So, so you started in USPSA shooting a pistol. Yes. Yep. I, I started with, uh, let's see it. So I had it, I was shooting my dad's XDM and then we were shooting that for a while. And then we upgraded to STIs and okay. uh, I, I worked, I worked for an STI and um, then I bought myself an STI. My dad and I went half and half on it. Um, I bought a, it was a, the, what were they? The edge, the STI edge. Okay. Yeah. Now how was, what was your mom's thinking in all of this? Uh, my my mom loved it. She okay. she was just happy. She was happy to see me doing something. All right, that's good. Awesome. So yeah. you had supported both your parents. Yes. Okay. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So you started shooting. Go ahead. It just worked out really well. Like my my parents sacrificed a lot just to keep me shooting. So they were both into it just as much as I was. It seems to be, you know, we've talked to the Williams sisters. Um, yeah. And they they said the same thing, you know. Yeah. Their parents sacrificed a lot for them to be able to do this. And, you know, they're very thankful. Right. So it seems to be a common trend with the the higher level junior shooters whose parents yeah. kind of did what they needed to do to keep them going. Yeah, it really helps when you start young. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so what other shooting? Now, I know you... Three gun, two gun. Yes. Any, any PRS? You know, I haven't done any PRS, but I'm in. I'm interested in PRS. Um, I've shot a couple like voodoo matches, uh, okay. twenty-two long rifle matches. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to get into more center fire, long range, distant shooting. I think that would be really cool. Um, but no, I haven't shot really any PRS, like Steel Challenge, 3-Gun, USPSA, IPSC. Um, that's that's about it. I tried shooting an IDPA match once. <laughs> and it, it <laughs> I was going to say, you had that little laugh. I'm like, 
Uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, it, all, all I remember was dropping a loaded magazine on the ground and having like 13 procedurals because I had 13 rounds of my magazine left. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess you're supposed to drop load or empty magazines yeah. when you do a reload. Or but. retain the one that has ammo still in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah that'll. It was really funny. But well, I, I asked I took about my the open gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love to see an expression on your face when it happened. You're like, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was that that expression of like, did this really just happen? Really, right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. It was. It was really funny. Kind of like. It was just a small local IDPA match, and I, right. I did that, and I brought my race gun with me. So it was really a lot just for practice, but I, I was doing right. it for score and dropped a loaded mag, and I thought that was kind of funny. But. Oh, yeah. Eesh. Trust me, I've done it. I've got these meat hooks <laughs> of a hand, so yeah. when I wrap around the gun, I'm, like, shooting, and I was squeezing, and the next thing you know, I'm like, click. I'm like, what the? Oh, damn it. <laughs> the mag I hit the mag release. <laughs> And so the yeah. bag just dropped right on out, you know, and it's like, oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. So that voodoo match, was that an NRL, a 22 match? Yes. Yeah, it was. Okay. Now, do you do that much or is that, was that just that one time? That I've just done that twice here in St. George, okay. Utah, because I, I used to work for Voodoo Gunworks. They're located here in St. George. Um, oh. Yeah. And that's. So I just tried to match and hmm. it, it was fun, but I'm, I'm really busy shooting USPSA and three gun and maybe, okay. maybe one of these days. All right. So, so while we're talking about this, I've got a video that I stole from you that I'm going to play real quick. So it's going to mute us, but it's a, it's a short, I, I think it's like a 15 second, 10 or 15 second video. So okay, I'm going to play that and then we'll talk about it here in a minute. Okay. Now that looked pretty interesting. I know that was a voodoo gun because that's what you had put in there. Yeah. Um, so, and I know those are very nice guns. Yes. <laughs> but what what match was that where you're shooting a 22 long rifle in what looks to be a USPSA stage? That was uh, the P2G match from the beginning of this year. That it was a a stage gun, so it was just kind of like a side thing that you could stop and shoot the voodoo to get put into a raffle. Mm, okay. So that was at the P2G match, the first one. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't actually part of the stage. It was just something you could do. Right. Yeah, and you okay. could get put in for score, and you're shooting a little plate rack at 50 yards, and however many you hit, that's how many raffle tickets you got. So, uh, so you cool. got four? Uh, I think I got four. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, I think many. that four. I remember I remember you had put in there you were four out of five, and then on that yeah. fourth shot, you hear you go, oh. <laughs> so oh yeah. I guess you knew you missed. 
Yeah, a little tiny quarter-inch target is what I was aiming at for the last one. Oh, wow. So was it one of those tiny. diminishing size? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Just like a, at an NRL match where they get smaller yep. and smaller. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, and I asked about PRS because I saw you had um, even posted some pictures of you shooting a, a 308. So I didn't know if maybe you had shot PRS or not even necessarily a PRS match, but any center fire long range matches. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't shot any matches, but I've shot a lot of a lot of guns, like 308, the bigger calibers, like 300 Ultra Mags, uh, 308, uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, um, the center fire guns. So, of those, which caliber is your favorite? Oh, um, I really liked the 300 Ultra Mag with the muzzle brake on it. it okay, was, it was a really big gun, but just the the recoil I had, it was it was a really nice gun with the muzzle brake. Yeah, I take the muzzle brake off, you won't be saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, with the muzzle brake <laughs> off. Uh, but the and it has a you know night nice night force on it. Um, okay, I think scopes are pretty important for the center fire stuff. So for sure, absolutely, yeah. clarity is everything. Yeah. So how has the um. How has the scarcity of ammo affected you? Has it at all? Uh, it hasn't affected me. I, the the one thing that did affect me were getting primers. So when that when that happened, I just I bought as many primers as I could, and um, that's what I got as Christmas presents as well. <laughs> My parents got me a bunch of primers, but. Um, other than that, like I'm set for my sponsors helped me out a lot with that. So I didn't really, okay. I wasn't really scared about it. Okay. Hey, I'm going to put that on my yeah. Christmas list. That's going to be like a dear Santa. I need primers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So if anybody's listening, if you want to send me primers for free, yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> Yeah, I was going into all the sporting goods stores just looking for primers. Like, I'd send my brother in. Like, yeah. <laughs> go give me these primers because you're only allowed like a thousand a day or something like that. Right. At right. Sportsman's. Mm. Send my brother inside. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I was, I would send Dave like little pictures because there's one place out by me. Yeah. I had some primers and I went in there for a thousand primers. It was $150. Yeah. I'm like, uh no, yeah. dude. I I can't see myself dropping one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> on a thousand. Yeah, bucks. that's. Yeah, Crazy. it's one hundred and fifty dollars plus shipping plus hazmat plus. It's like mm. two hundred dollars for a thousand primers. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get on one. Uh, get me a little motorboat and go out there wherever these boats are sitting out there in the Pacific, and maybe go to boat to boat and say, "Hey, you guys got primers? <laughs> <laughs> you got primers." <laughs> So when did you win three gun world title? So the I won two gun nationals. Um, was that this year? Yeah, that was this mm -hmm. two gun nationals this year. Um, yep. Three gun nationals or a three gun world title was 2015, I believe that was in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, it was a surefire national. I was shooting okay. open. 
Um, I was, I believe I was still 15 years old, 16 years old at the time when I won my first title, um, national wow. title. Okay. Yeah, I was shooting open. Okay. Now, are you going to be at Two Gun Nationals this coming year to defend that title? And are you going to shoot limited again? Yes, I'll, I'm going to defend that title again. Um, I thought about uh, shooting open um, because that's I have the I have the gear for it, but I want to defend the limited title again. And it, okay. it wasn't an honest like it wasn't honest. So I I want to really go up against Jay Lee Williams, um, and see what it, how I can do. Okay. Now, what do you mean by it yeah. wasn't really honest? Because uh, Jay Lee's had a hammer follow, which uh, uh, made her. She had an accidental discharge because her hammer followed at a make ready. So she got DQ'd. Um, so I just, and she was my competition there. Like I was racing her. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. So oh, I didn't realize had she had gotten, follow. wow. I didn't realize she'd gotten disqualified. So yeah. Okay. So it'd be a rematch. Yeah. Rematch. <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool uh, that the, that you like, you know, they said, Hey, you know, I want to go and defend my title, but yet, I want the person who I'm actually going to be competing against, you know, pushing me or pushing each right. other to actually, you know, see who is better, you know? And, yeah. It you makes know, it, it makes it fun. Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. And when you go like, into it, you know, who your, who your competition is, you know, who your right. competitors are and um, who you're going against. So, and to see yeah. something like that happen, that wasn't really like, that isn't her fault, just a hammer follow that happens to the gun. Like, you know, that's, it's like a rematch. You need a rematch. Right. Yeah. So it's like an equipment malfunction. Right. Right. Okay. What about multi-gun nationals? Will you be there for that? Uh, most likely not. I have a pretty full schedule for next year with matches. Um, okay. Shooting two gun, two gun nationals, PCC nationals and open nationals and possibly carry optics nationals. I mean, that's just four nationals for next year. And then all the area matches, um, traveling for teaching gets booked fast. <laughs> okay. So you are shooting open nationals, huh? Yeah. If, if I can get my gear running and actually practice before beforehand, then yeah, I'll go into open nationals. But my, my biggest goal is Tuga nationals and PCC nationals next year. Okay. That's what I figured would be your yeah. focus. Yeah, now, what are your? And I say I say open nationals because I have two brand new thirty eight super comps waiting for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Have you already taken delivery of those, or that in the future? Yeah, they're they're right here. Those are the ones you just showed me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very nice. So you you also took first in women's PCC at Extreme Euro back in June, correct? Yes. So how was how how was that match compared to what you normally shoot over here? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me that. So, um, you at the beginning of this, my favorite book was Relentless, and I I just finished reading that book when I was going into the Extreme Euro match. So my mental game was a little bit different than what I'm used to, and I I approached it at a different a different way, and I actually shot the best match of my life, like. It was oh, the wow. best match to date with the PCC. 
and I was, I was just, I was on it. I like wasn't making very many mistakes. Um, and I had shot the whole match almost clean. And in the last stage I had one mic and, and my mental game, like when I went into the last stage, like I told myself, I'm like, I don't, I don't really like this stage. And I shouldn't have done it that way. You know, I should have went into mm. it like, okay, I'm going to crush this last stage. One stage. more stage. Yeah. yeah. Versus I went into it. I'm like, ah, oh, the stage is kind of like there's high ports and you know, I'm, I shoot through ports all the time because how short I am. But you know, I shot through the ports <laughs> on that stage. I was missing steel because I was shooting through the port and I had a mic in it, but throughout the whole day, I was just on fire. And then the last stage, I just let it go. And, um, had one mistake. <laughs> so. Right. So just, uh, you think you had a m mental lapse then on the last stage altogether, just the way you, just the way I approached it in a way. Yeah. Just, yeah. Cause I, I was feeling really good and, uh, that I just went into that, that stage. And for some reason I told myself that I didn't like the stage and, you know, there was a lot of high ports, the like skinny walls moving with the PCC, like, and I should have just thought, like, I'm going to crush this stage. I'm going to hit all the movements, right? I'm not going to hit the port, like, you know, approach it at a different a different way. Mm, and right. you can let your mentality get the best of you sometimes. Right, yeah. So was it like an Ipsic match where you had to stay within the boundaries? Within the no, fault lines? The stage or just well, the Well, just the, the match in general. Out? Yeah, the match. So they have a... They have like they do a they do three small courses, two small or medium courses, and then one large course in a, the matter of thirty stages. So there's okay. mostly small courses, and that's like six to twelve rounds, and then medium courses twelve to twenty four, and then large courses twenty four to thirty two rounds in Ipsic. And they they mostly have small courses, and then a few medium, and then like five or six. Uh, large courses like 32 okay rounders. so they follow the normal ipsic format yeah in that regard but what about yeah. so what when you're shooting the stage do you have to stay within the fault lines like a normal yes. ipsic match as well okay so they basically follow all the ipsic rules yeah it's it's an ipsic okay. match gotcha yeah. okay yeah you have to stay in the fault lines um that's oh no sight picture you know like when you're making ready Right. Four minutes to walk the stage. You can't walk the stages previous. You can't do any walkthroughs. You just have the four minutes when you're there at the stage with your squad. So what is your, how do I say, I don't want to say what is your mindset, but how do you, you know, over here, we major match. Most people get there early, walk the stages the day before, do all that, you know, look at the stages early. So how do you manage when you're shooting an Ipsic match and the only time you get to see it is when you're doing your four minute walkthrough? Do you do anything differently? Not, not so much differently, but I, I try to watch people shoot it beforehand if I can. Um, oh, my document. Uh, yeah, I try to watch people <laughs> shoot, shoot it beforehand and see what they're doing on the stage especially if it's a longer course but i when i when it is my turn to walk through the stage like full focus on the stage like 
you know, no talking. It's just trying to figure out as fast as you can what's the best way to shoot the stage. And, like, you know, I make sure, like, I've had plenty of sleep before. Like, I'm eating right, exercise, you know, make mm. sure my mind is 100% so I can go into it, like, fully prepared. Okay. Because it's important, like, you know, if you're if it's a technical stage, like, you need you need to be focused for it. Uh, it, that that for me is a lot of caffeine. Yeah. Then I can. Then I'm like. Yeah. I can focus. You know, wide awake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have to stay away from the caffeine. <laughs> before oh goodness. I shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I I would probably not not make it to the end of the stage if I didn't have caffeine. I'd be crawling. <laughs> so now I know Max shot it. Were you and Max on the same um, squad? Yeah. So. All right, so you both do your walkthrough. You're both focused on what you're doing. Do you ever talk about it when you at the end of your four minutes, like before yeah, we, you? Uh, a lot of the time, we'll squad with people like our our competitors. You know, we'll squad with who we're racing against, and uh, mm. we we talk to them about their stage plan, and they talk to us about our stage plan and like how they're going to shoot it. And it's always different, you know, like for for different people, like. I'm, I might shoot it differently than what Max wants to shoot it, you know? Um, oh, sure. It just really depends. But most of the time it's the, it's the same plan. Well, I mean, your strengths and his strengths are going to be different strengths. So I can right, see where right. you would have a little bit of a different stage plan. Now it always baffles me. Um, and please don't take this the wrong way where people who are competing for, you know, one through three, yeah. talk about their stage plans together. Cause I'd be like, uh, uh I'm not giving you my yeah. secrets. So right. how does that happen? <laughs> uh, you know, like I, for me, it just, uh, I don't look at it that way. I just kind of look at it, you know, like there's always going to be room for mistakes. People are always going to be making mistakes. So like when I watch my competitors, like Justine or Jaylee's or Lena or Jesse Duff, like, I, I watch to see where they're making their mistakes and then I'm not going to make that same mistake versus like if, cause they're probably doing the same thing with me, like watching me and they're like, Oh, Linda like fell out of the fault line right there. And then she came back in. I'm not going to do that. You know, like just paying attention to what they're doing. So you don't, you make the, you learn from it. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I, I don't have a problem. Like I'll, I'll share, share whatever I think like, or, is the best way to like activate a, an array of targets, like or a swinger. If you should shoot like two steel before you shoot the swinger, or like what what sequence you should shoot the targets in. Now, did you have a a coach as you were coming up through the junior ranks to help you learn I, all of that stuff? I did. Ha I've had a few coaches. Yeah, I've, um, my dad was my first coach. And then okay. I had another coach. Her name was Danielle Kohler <laughs> and she was my second coach. And that's when I was like, I started beating my dad and he couldn't teach me. Like he wasn't teaching me that much anymore. <laughs> he wasn't, he's not sharing anymore. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I started beating my dad. So he got me another coach, Danielle Kohler. And then, uh, I got higher than Danielle and, and then, uh, Johnny Lim was my third coach and he helped me like he taught me the most uh, leading okay. up to it. And then once I like got higher than Johnny's level um, of coaching, because 
the coach, you can be a really great coach, but the shooting, like you're not such a great shooter, but you understand the sh shooting, you know? So, right. Johnny like a Lim, golf coach. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Lim helped me mostly with my trigger and my grip and my speed and really a lot like stage planning. And then after Johnny, Johnny Lim, uh, I took a JJ Rakaza class and JJ. Awesome guy. Coach. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's really great. And then JJ, JJ taught me a lot. And then after that, like I kind of was my own coach for a while. Just okay. Yeah. And then I moved to St. George and started working for tactical performance center. And then I got some time with Ron Avery before he passed away. Mm. And he, he okay. coached me. Okay. Now yeah. do you and Max help coach each other at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Max okay. and I, like we practice, we practice together and, uh, he, he helps me a lot with my shooting and I help him a lot with his as well. So we, we work pretty well back and forth with that. Yeah. That'd be a pretty, that's a pretty good team right there for, for coaching, you know? Yeah. Where one of you can take turns sitting back, watching the other and, and helping right. them with their game. That's yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah. But so, we don't, we don't always practice together. Like we'll practice separately and then we'll, practice together and coach each other while we're practicing and we always shoot the same matches. Okay. So do you guys, do you guys ever compete to say like who's buying dinner? <laughs> well, he always <laughs> buys dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, All right, we so get... go, on... go, go ahead. No, that's okay. <laughs> okay. He's so like, going can't back that one out. <laughs> So going going back to uh, Extreme Euro, mm -hmm. we've uh, we've interviewed several people who have traveled overseas, and we even had a couple on that were from Canada, and we've heard several. I don't want to call them a horror story with their traveling with their guns. Yeah, but how has traveling overseas internationally with your guns been? Oh, you have to pick the right airports. Um, so Max and I, the first time we went, we didn't have a problem traveling to to Europe with our with our guns. And then the second time we went, um, we threw we flew through the Amsterdam airport, and they they took our guns and they we haven't we didn't get them back. So our, what? Yeah, the Amsterdam airport, but the. Paris airport is totally okay with guns. Um, you have to have a permit and everything, but the Amsterdam, they, they confiscated our guns, even though we were coming back to the U S um, yeah, they wouldn't wow. let us bring our guns back with us. So yeah. They're so still our, over our there. friend, yeah, our friend Vitislav is he's shooting them. <laughs> he has like my top, my top end on his gun. He's like shooting USPS. <laughs> but, um, wow. That Dude, sucks. That yeah. is. I did wow. not expect this. I had no clue this is what you were gonna say. Wow. Yeah. It, and we took uh we took like our sights off and brought those home with us, but yeah, they we couldn't bring our guns back. Wow. Whoa. Well, so I the mean, Amsterdam I guess it, airport. Because Paris yeah, we no bueno. it, Yeah, it was fine. And we were just connecting there. And yeah, they wouldn't let us. <laughs> yeah. So, 
so now, I mean, obviously now everybody will know never to travel through Amsterdam with guns, but yes, how, how, so for future trips, how do you know which airports to avoid? Cause you said you have to choose the right airports. How do you know which ones you can travel through and which ones you can't? Just calling ahead of time and get, getting the gun regulations, you know, just seeing okay. what they need because I feel like every time you call an airport, like somebody has a different answer. You know, it's like, oh, like you just need a permit. Oh, you just need your serial. Like it's always a different answer and nobody's helpful. So like just really getting everything that you can possibly get for for the firearm to fly with it. Like that, that's what I would say, too. It's like every paperwork possible that you need. Just just do it, even though you might not need it, because one guy might ask for something and the other guy's asking for more paperwork that you didn't even know existed. Like, right. So just calling ahead of time and seeing everything. I think that's wow. crazy that you were flying back from, you were at a different airport, checked everything in and everything was okay. And like you said, this is a connection through Amsterdam. Yeah. And they're like, nope. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. This, this flight or this airline said, yeah, you know, so right. that's got to be uh, very interesting, you know, with that aspect. Yeah. And that's, that's like, it comes back to like, nobody knows the rules. It, I feel right. like, like you'll ask one person working at the desk, like they're like, oh, like just a lock gun case, you know, you the little slip in there and you're good. And the other guy is saying you need a, like a, a permit. Like it's just, they're all over the place. They don't have one answer. <laughs> Right. Did you ever try to like contact the airline to say, hey, look, I called and you all said, yeah, it's OK for me yeah. to have this. And yeah. And they did say, like, you you need uh, to contact us 48 hours before uh, you need the, of course, the lock gun and um, and the gun case and a hard case, no ammo um, or the ammo separate. Right. No load of now magazines. Now, have you called them, called the airline back and said, hey, look, you know, we followed the rules and now yeah. our guns are gone. And, right. you, you know, are you going to like do something for this? You know, because we followed your they rules. Yeah, they can't send them back to us. Amsterdam can't back to the, They can't send them because we flew there with them. And then when we were trying to get back to the U.S., they, they wouldn't let us fly back with them. Which, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I'd be telling your friend over there to be like, look, you need to go to post office <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and tell yeah. them jokers back. Yeah, luckily, uh, luckily he comes he comes to the U.S. pretty often, so hopefully he can bring the guns back. Yeah, I would definitely. Uh, yeah. It's good to have friends in foreign places, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you uh, – that. Well, if you didn't have someone there you could leave them with, they would just – what be melted down weird yeah they probably would have taken them home with them someone <laughs> oh <laughs> you know, wow like, that's got to be the most depressing you know, like, flight back to the u.s ever yeah and it was it's like nobody was helpful either it's like they anti-gun you know just just didn't care you know and yeah. wow no, not no help whatsoever. It was it was very irritating. I'm never flying back through Amsterdam again. <laughs> like, uh, it's like you can go to Amsterdam. Firearms. Yeah, you can go to Amsterdam and get high, but you can't yeah. bring your firearms. But you through. can't bring right. your yeah. 
You know, hey, look, it's a menu and it says hash on here. Oh, wow. Right. I ordered some hash. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not even flying through Amsterdam, period. Yeah. So yeah, don't. <laughs> they have spoiled my uh, my attitude towards them now. Yeah, any flying right now in general, though, is just it's chaotic. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, of course. Mass regulations and with the the nonsense. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nonsense. It's nonsense. Um. So, on a more positive note, now, did you guys go over there to just to shoot the match, or did you go over there to do some uh, teaching? Yeah, we yeah we taught over there. We taught four classes. Spent a whole month there. Uh, we nice. saw four classes there and shot two matches. Wow. So what'd you yeah, shoot in addition? <laughs> yeah, what'd you shoot in addition to the Extreme Euro then? It was just like a local match. Um, okay. How was that? Public. It was really fun. You know, like 12 stages. You know, they even like passed out awards at the end. Um, yeah, it was That's a like really a state match, match over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a lot of people showed up too. It was a good match. Great stages, there? you know, well designed. Were they there oh. to see you guys actually shoot? Or, you know, they were like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to compete. Both. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes a lot of people excited to see like some Americans come in and shoot. And they're all coming over talking to us. And uh, it was cool. That is cool. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So now, um, well, hold on. Did they run their locals like like Extreme Euro? You didn't have to reset any of the stages, right? This this Extreme Euro, uh, yes, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about the, the just local? Helped, but too? they the ROs mostly reset pretty much everything. Uh, the local, yeah, was reset as well by okay. the shooters. But my first right. Extreme Euro match. They hired uh, like teenagers to do the resetting. <laughs> and that's what I've heard a lot of is they have a lot yeah. of younger people out there doing that. So I was curious. Yeah. Which I don't, I'd rather be resetting and taping. It gives me something to do. <laughs> Instead of just sitting there thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I don't know. I feel like taping and resetting is part of the game. <laughs> right. you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's I, a I lot agree. of it at least. So you can use it to your advantage, like because you can walk through at the same time. If you're yeah. quick enough, you can walk through the stage. You're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. You know. Yeah. Right. It's just I don't even have to think about it. So when I'm there, like I'll go to reset. And they're like, oh no, don't reset. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go <laughs> do something else then. It's kind of like being in New Jersey <laughs> or uh Oregon when you go fill your gas tank up and you go out to fill your own oh, gas yeah. and they come out there and they're like no, no, no. Yeah. You know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? I'm just filling my tank up. And they get all mad because right. you're filling your own gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, have you shot anywhere other than the Czech Republic? Uh, no, just just Czech Republic. Okay. Did you get an opportunity to do any sightseeing while you were over there? Uh, not the second time. The first time, like, I, I we went to Germany. Um, oh. Austria. And yeah, that's, that's about it. Okay. So Germany what was really cool. Okay. Now, what was your favorite place that you got to visit over there? Uh, a little town called Zoimo. Zoimo. Yeah. Zoimo. Okay. It's in a uh, Czech yeah. Republic. Okay. Yeah. 
pretty or check, cool. Czechoslovakia. They used to call it yeah. that. Yes. Yep. Right. Used to be Czechoslovakia. Yep. Yeah, yep. you're right. Used to have Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, a whole bunch of Slovakia. Yeah, kinds. <laughs> yeah, I love Germany. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's I. I stayed yeah, that was... some time over there, and that place was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool experience. I like all the old castles and the brick roads. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the countryside is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned your sponsors earlier. How did you? How did you become a Terran Tactical sponsored shooter? So Terran Tactical sponsored me. I was, uh, it was either 2014 or 2015. I was shooting at the World Shoot in Frostproof, Florida. And I was okay. on the, like the super squad <laughs> for the World Shoot, like Max Michelle, JJ Ricasa, Terran Butler. Uh, maybe Rob Latham was even on that squad. Yeah, I was. It was really cool experience. That was the first time I shot on the Super Squad, and I was, you know, fifteen. And Taryn, I I met Taryn at that at the World World Shoot, <laughs> and he just offered to sponsor me there. And I'm like, yeah, like let me go talk to Johnny Lim first, my Limcat Custom. You know, like before I take on another gun sponsor, like I wanted to make sure like this was okay with Johnny Lim. Okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, like. He was going to sponsor me for three gun Taryn. So. Okay. Like about Very eight cool. years now. <laughs> That's cool. Mr. That, Butler doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a really great guy. So. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to say his, you don't want to say his <laughs> first name, Chris. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we harassed Chris because me, him and uh, the, our third guy, Leo, we were all talking and he called him Taran. So oh, now he Taran, doesn't say, yeah. He, yeah. So he doesn't say his first name anymore. Yeah. So instead Taran. of Taryn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty common. <laughs> that's why I was, that's why he was laughing because uh, he knew. Yeah. Taran. Oh, you, yeah. you tell Mr. Butler, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mess up his first name. <laughs> no, a lot of the, a lot of the Filipino shooters call Taran Taran. <laughs> so I, I grew up calling Taran Taran too, before I met him. <laughs> See? There See? we go. Must be the Filipino in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Uh, shoot, I lost my place here. All right. So let's talk about that thing right behind you on the wall. Yeah. Let's see. I've so got a whole bunch that? of I've got a whole bunch of stuff about that. Yeah, explain okay. to everybody what's on the wall. So, because <laughs> yep, so, so it's this uh, is, you guys have heard of PCSL. It's the new league Max Leo Grandis is coming out with. Um, so it's called PCSL, Practical Competition Shooting League. Uh, this is the okay. dates. So for the next, can you see that? Okay, on the on the wall. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. It looks like you have seven dates for next year. Yes. Yeah, so there's going to be a carving championship in March 4th through the 6th. And then, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, here you're fine. A carving after dark match, March 4th through the, 4th through the 5th. So it's just a night match. Um, and then a three-gun championship, May, through, May 6th and 8th. And then we have a two-gun summer showdown. So it's just going to be the the two-gun championship, um, July 9th through the 10th, and then PCC championship, so just PCC. 
um, August 27th through the 28th. And then we have a rifle championship, just rifle, November 19th hmm. through the 20th. And then two gun championship at the end of the year, December 2nd through the 4th. So same okay. one what we just put on this last week. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's go, let's go through that because I'm curious. Okay. Um, one, what was the reason behind creating the Practical Competition Shooting League? Uh, the the main reason, well, there, there's a few re main reasons I feel like, but okay, like the biggest for Max and I was uh, USPSA. Um, just not USPSA. It's changed a lot from when I first started shooting. You know, like things have changed, and I don't think it's for the better, honestly. Um, so Max and I, we wanted to create something that shooters would love and actually want to want to attend. In the, you know, it's not so strict and uptight and you know, not so many changes like USPSA is always changing their rules and it's just constantly changing. You can never tell what, if your gun's even legal anymore in USPSA and Max and I, we wanted to also create something that had two guns in it, not just not with something without shotgun. And I think a lot of shooters love just rifle and pistol. I know me yeah. personally, like I'd rather just shoot a rifle and pistol than have a shotgun involved. <laughs> But, well, yeah, that's why I was curious. Now you're, you're three gun then, but that yeah. is rifle, pistol, shotgun. Yeah. We're just, we're going to do that for fun. And we're just, we're testing to see how many people would be interested in coming out to St. George, Utah, at the cobalt kinetics range and shooting a three gun match because the natural terrain out there is it's the best in the country for at a range. So the natural okay. terrain. Yeah. Now is that the place that's in practice score with the Google link? The Google Maps link? Uh, that's, um, I haven't looked at practice score where the Google Maps link is, but yeah. Okay, so the Carbine Championship, where is that being held? Is that the same place? Yes. It's going to be at okay. the, all, the, all these uh, matches will be at the same place. Okay, so yeah, when it's right there at the edge of Utah and Arizona, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right. Just, uh, I, right outside of St. George, Utah. Yeah, southeast. Yeah, right, right by the airport. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what. Um, hold on a second here. Boom, boom, ba doo. I actually see. I've I've been on your website. I've been snooping. Yeah. So let me. I'm going to share this real quick, so that way, if anybody decides they'll watch it, they will see what I'm talking about. So down here, this line is the Utah-Arizona border. Yes. And there's St. George up there. There's the airport right there. I'll zoom in. and So that's where, so it's down, yeah, it's right down here by the border. And I guess this is the range area. I'm not, I was trying to figure out where exactly the range is. Yeah, so it's you see the border, and then to the left is the airport, right? Yes, the airport's yeah. right over here. So, so it's right just twelve o'clock where the little Arizona is. It's just right in there. By the red. So up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that's a uh, Warner Valley Road. 
and you just take that road all the way out and then you hit a gate and it's cobalt kinetics range. Okay. So this is the, yeah, it looks like it's quite hilly. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right, cool. I will stop sharing that. There we go. Now, let me get back over here to where I have my questions. So you have, it looks like you guys have two divisions, practical and competition. Yes. What is the difference? So practical division, it's, there's, there's not much difference. So practical for your rifle, you can't have a muzzle brake, um, no heavy bolt carriers and only 30 round magazines, but optics, any optic you want, like you can, you can do anything else to the gun that you want. Just no muzzle brakes, no heavy bolt carriers and, uh, 30 round magazines. Okay. So you're limited to 30 rounds. Yeah. Okay. And then the competition side, you can have it, all those three things and whatever else you yep. want. Yeah. And so the pistol is, is the exact same. Okay. So your competition is kind of like your open and your practical is kind of like your limited yeah. per se. Okay. Right. I like it. I, I did see that you guys had quite a bit of competition here this last match. Yeah. It, it turned out really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had, you had, you had Zach Smith. Who was Zach third Smith. at nationals? Uh, we had um, Joe Farewell, Grant, uh, Zach. Um, Joe Farewell Kalitsky. is that his? Is that his real name or is that his stage name? I feel uh, like Joe Farewell is like a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> I, I think that's. And his no real disrespect name. <laughs> intended. No disrespect intended. I just thought it was kind of funny. Joe Farewell, yeah, I don't. Yeah, think that's his real name. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, you had what the Williams sisters, you had yeah, Williams sisters, Joe uh, Farewell, who won it. Yeah. Joe, Brian Nelson. Yeah. Um, really now did you have, shooters. that was your second match. Was that right? Yes. So did you have, how many of those people were at the first match you guys held? I think, uh, the, all those people we just named were there as well. Okay. Uh, Scott Green was at the last match, um, so he's he's getting into it as well. <laughs> Scott. Okay, Green. Well, that's awesome. I, I was actually surprised that Lena was missing from there because I figured that was right up yeah. her alley as well. Yeah, she'll she'll probably start attending some P2G matches as well when it starts getting more out there and popular. I'd like Lena to start shooting it. Okay, yeah, it seems like it's getting actually pretty popular already yeah so all right i'm i'm looking at the schedule behind you so i see carbine three gun two gun pcc rifle two gun your rifle is that your center fire there no that's gonna be like a ar match just a okay rifle match yeah but we'll should be shooting out to distances probably 400 yards Okay, so then your carbine, is that AR or is that PCC carbine? The PCC. Pistol caliber. No, the, the carbine. The carbine championship and the carbine night match. Are those AR? I, I, that'll be for either, you can shoot AR or PCC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I was trying to differentiate between the carbine and the rifle. 
Yeah, so, so the rifle match, the rifle match is just AR platform rifle match, and then the carbine match is a uh, rifle and PCC. Okay, so yeah, just rifle pick. caliber. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm really curious. This night match looks really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you're having three stages each night. Now, how far are you guys going to be able to stretch that distance-wise? We're going to have to test. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To see, like to see what distances we can go, but it it won't be very far. <laughs> like okay, probably maybe like fifty yards in, thirty yards in, depending how far we can see with our with our lights. Okay. Yeah. You said it on the right night with the right amount of moonlight, you might be able to shoot out a hundred yards. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. All right. So PCC championship, you guys are, that's what, uh, just PCC. Right now. I'm trying to remember when USPSA's PCC is. And I'm, I can't. I just looked at the mag. I just looked at the uh, magazine and saw the date. October, I believe. Yes, I think it is. I know is it, it was this year. Okay. They might be doing it the same dates for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's October. So that's that's kind of like a direct. I don't want to say a direct competition kind of thing, but in a yeah. way, it is not the same time yeah. frame, which is good. Um, now. I guess what are you guys going to do it differently than the USPSA? Then, uh, uh, yeah, like just just PCSL is a lot different in USPSA in general. So the stages are different. Like um, there's more natural terrain. Uh, the target is different. Um, but yeah, what it'll you, be it'll be a bit different for sure. What are you using for targets? Have you seen the new PCSL target? I don't think I have. So it's smaller than a it's smaller than a USPSA target. Um, okay. Maybe I have one in here. I can, no, you can't see it very well. I don't have one on me right now, but it still has an A zone, C zone, and a D zone on it. Um, but the it's just a bit smaller than a USPSA target. You have to check okay. it out on the. Do you follow the PCSL Instagram page? Um, I just started actually. Okay. So hold on. Yeah, they have the here. new target on the on that page. All right. And there's also a a K zone. So if you hit the K zone, which is in the head, it's uh, equals two alphas. So just for one hit, you hit one K. That equals two alphas. Okay. Cool. I like that. Yeah, and it's a. Yeah, and it's only in the head, the K zone. So if you go for the K and you miss the K, that's two mics. Oh, oh goodness. Oh yeah. Oh. So you have to you have to pick if you want to shoot the K zone or not. <laughs> I'm looking for just a picture of the target and I'm not seeing it. Is there is it um, part of another hold on a second. I Let would scroll me, down I'm, to the, the very beginning of the page. All right. Whoop. Wrong button. <laughs> uh, I got to click on the right button to share the screen. 
Oh, I, I see where like the newsletter league comes up at on the website, and they, I think it's one of the on the actual web page itself. Now, you say the target was on your in, the Instagram PCSL. Yes, it's. I uh, scroll down. It's probably in there somewhere. Let's see. So that's the shape of it. Right the there. PC, yeah. yeah, that's the shape of it. Okay. I was going to say, it was like I said, you can kind of see it on the actual, their webpage. If you scroll down to all the way down to the bottom, um, there is a target down at the bottom of the webpage right there. And you can kind of see that right there. That's their target. Yeah, you see part of it. Yeah. Well, on my phone, I can see the whole thing. So. I mean, I can go grab oh, one okay. really quick if you'd nah. like. No, it's, I like it. I mean, it's yeah. like you said, it's pretty much yeah. close to similar to the uh, um, USPSA, but it's a little bit different down towards the bottom. The shoulders are changed a little bit yeah. in there. It's just a little bit smaller and yeah. more challenging target. Right. Yeah. And if you're doing a rifle, I, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, now, so, and that's I was, so, I was so excited because I was like, man, I'm going for that K shot. And then all of a sudden you just yeah. kind of destroyed it. I'm like, nope. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Risk versus reward right there. Right. Right. I'm like, yeah. I'm, nope. yeah. I mean, a lot of the time I think it's worth taking the K if they're like, you know, five yards in front of you, but if it's, absolutely. If it's far out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That 50 yard shot, you might not want to be going for a K shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, when it comes to pass. Down to when it comes down to appetizers between Leo and us, you know, I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm going to take that shot because I want the appetizers. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to take the shot and you're going to be buying appetizers. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> That's why I kind of like when we have steel on the on the course because yeah. <laughs> it's placed to my advantage with him. <laughs> so for your um, rifle championship, you'll be using those same targets out to 400? Yes. No, oh, no, like out that. to four. Uh, 400, like for a long range stuff, we'll be using steel. Oh, okay. Well, that, you know, well, that, that makes sense now, yeah. but are you going to have steel shaped like that though? Cause that would be cool if you had yes. steel shaped like that. Yeah. Targets USA is working on uh, making steel targets shaped like that for us. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you might even be able to get Jay Lease to cut a few for you since she's a, oh, right? <laughs> she's, she's a welder now. Yeah. 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 I know she's going to be fixing her walls out there for us. <laughs> our, all the targets. So <laughs> that's pretty, I, I found it pretty funny that when you said where you lived and where they live, I'm like, oh, they probably know each other fairly well. They're oh, like yeah, neighbors. We're, yeah. We're like neighbors. Yeah. So what does 2022 look like for you? I know you said it was busy, but obviously you're doing, I assume you're shooting all the matches that you have listed behind you on that. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be shooting all those matches here at, at my home range and then uh, nationals for next you year. Are gonna so be busy. PCC, yeah. PCC nationals, uh, carry optics nationals, two gun nationals, and then even possibly open nationals if I have the time to train for it. Um, but I won't be super disappointed if I don't get to shoot open. <laughs> um, 
and then I'll be shooting area matches, you know, area one, area two, uh, Idaho sectional, um, possibly even a Spartan match in Illinois. Like there's a dragon's cup in Texas. Um, okay. The matches. Wow. You, yeah. You've got a very busy schedule. Holy yeah. cow. Now, does it, is that the first match you're shooting? Is that carbine championship in March? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then that, that'll be practice for uh, two gun nationals. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. And that's what in June two gun. I believe two gun, two guns in April, April. I'll have to look. Remember. I'll have to look again. Yeah. I get the nationals all mixed up because carry optics is just a standalone in September next I, year. Yeah. Yep. I, I plan and on being there. PCC. And uh, PCC Nationals and Tuga Nationals. I believe that'll be in uh, Colorado next year. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yep. Yeah, which will be nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah. So multi-gun nationals for USPSA is March 30th. And two-gun PCC slash pistol nationals is June 9th. Okay, June and that's in, yeah, Palisades, Colorado. All right, it's multi-gun that's in Clinton, South Carolina. I knew there was one in South Carolina. I couldn't remember which one. And then, yeah, PCC Nationals with Open in October. Out there by not far from you in Palisades, Colorado. Yeah. So, Now, was that a match you drive to or is that a match you fly to? Uh, I'll drive to that, Colorado. How far, how long of a drive do you have for that one? It's probably a 10 hour drive, maybe eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still a decent drive. Not too bad, but. Yeah, not too bad. Okay. It's worth driving over flying, I think. Yeah, for sure. Now, area one and two, the only area matches you shoot, you don't shoot three? I've shot three, three before, but that's not on the schedule for next year. Okay. All right. Making sure I didn't skip any questions here. So does Mr. Butler have you come down sometimes and teach yeah. classes down there? Yeah, I've, I was a part of helping uh, Keanu Reeves train, the training with Keanu. Okay. Um, and that was quite a great experience. Uh, yeah, I go to Terrence uh, probably like three times a year or so. I've seen some of the the videos and everything, and it, lo it looks like a nice setup there that he yeah. has at this facility. Um, so it's pretty neat looking. A lot of yeah, steel. <laughs> oh, yeah. All steel. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. All steel. Yeah, that's it, it's, it's a cool the, experience. That is a lot of steel. Yeah. It's amazing how much steel he has. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's cool that you got to work with you know, Keanu. Uh, he's... I, from what I've seen in interviews with him and everything, that very nice person. So that had to be cool to. Yeah, he's a great with. guy. Yeah. yeah. Very humble so. and easy to talk to. So yeah. I'm jealous of you. Experience. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know they've posted a few videos of him out there yeah. shooting for that. So it looked pretty neat. I like to see, I like to see him come out sometimes and like, 
shooter competitions, you know, just for the fun of it, you know. Keanu? Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. That would be kind of cool, you know. See him come out there and kind of rip up the course Compete. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> cool. Chris, do you have anything else? Any more questions? No, I don't have anything else. I had a great time, and I thank yeah, you Yeah, thank you, much. guys. Yeah, thanks for being on. That's all I have. Is there anything, any sponsors you want to mention or anything else you want to expand on that we didn't talk about? Uh, no, I think that's that's good. And thank you for having me. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we had a blast. Yeah. All right, I'll see you guys again. All <laughs> so right. Got, have are, a you, great, are you shooting have a matches Christmas. next year? Are you guys yep. shooting any matches next year? Uh, I am. Yeah, I, I'll be shooting. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully when the, uh, maybe some primers will keep coming back around, yeah. you know, we'll shoot some more, yeah. but, uh, I definitely will be shooting, uh, the area eight match. So. Okay, cool. That's probably the one I don't know that I will shoot, but I'll, I'm going to try to shoot nationals again. Okay. Virginia cool. state match local. So yeah. Uh, PCC nationals. No, I shoot carry optics. Oh, carry so, optics. Okay. That's yeah. Right. So I'll be down at CMP. I'll see you down there. Cool. Hopefully. Yeah, I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks again right. for coming on. We appreciate it, Linda. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs>